And I would say start as simple as possible from there because one product can turn into an entire business. And then if you want to obviously add on more to that as you go down the line, you grow, that's great. But leverage the technology. There's a lot of free stuff out there. Use that to to kick to jumpstart what you're passionate about with with one single North Star mission with one product, and that's it. And just start from there. Welcome to Business with Purpose. I'm your host, Molly Stillman of stillbeingmolly.com. And this show is all about bringing you the stories behind the brands, companies, and small businesses that are changing the world. Each week, I get to sit down with an entrepreneur, a CEO, a nonprofit director, a community leader, or just an incredible person who is trying to make a positive impact, not only through their personal life, but also with their career. My goal is to show you that no matter what you do for a living, you can make an impact wherever you are. My guest this week is Grant Trahan. Grant is the founder of Cause Artist, one of the most influential impact business platforms in the world. Since 2013, Cause Artist has been read in over 200 countries. Grant has personally interviewed over 650 impact entrepreneurs from around the world, highlighting innovations in ethical fashion, climate change, ethical technology, impact investing, and sustainable travel. Grant's also a professional web designer and developer specializing in building e-commerce solutions for startups, modernizing platforms and donation funnels for nonprofits and NGOs. He consults with so many incredible startups and businesses on how to create a media brand within their company's infrastructure to drive new customer acquisition and customer retention through content marketing and high quality SEO content. He's also a proud partner and advisor to Charity Charge. The Charity Charge MasterCard is actually the only credit card program created specifically for nonprofits and is now benefiting over 1,000 organizations across the country. Grant has become a kind of a dear friend over the last couple of years. He and I have connected through the internet and uh, I was a guest on his podcast and he is just one of the original uh, just people in the ethical and sustainable and conscious consumerism spaces, just highlighting the incredible work that these companies are doing. I was so honored to have him on the show and you're going to love this conversation. Before I get to my conversation with Grant, I want to thank our partner of the show and that is Mama Suds. Now, my girl, Michelle Smith, she's the head mama over at Mama Suds. She's been on the show. I'm a huge fan of her brand and I use her products every single day. Love her. And what Mama Suds does is helps label reading moms and dads create a safe and non-toxic home for their family by creating synthetic free household cleaners. And one of those cleaners is the Mama Suds Fine Linen Soap, which let me tell you is the best thing since sliced bread. Wash your high quality sheets, linens, delicates, organic fabrics with a fine linen soap to keep them looking newer and softer longer. Now here's what you have to do. You use three to four catfuls for a high efficiency machine on a delicate cycle, or if you got a regular machine, just get that delicate cycle, put four to six capfuls instead, you're going to be amazed. You can head on over to mamasuds.com and use the coupon code MOLLY for 15% off your order. That's mamasuds.com and use the code MOLLY for 15% off your order. Now on to my conversation with Grant. Grant, I am so pumped to have you on the show. Welcome, brother. How you doing? Doing great. I'm doing great. How are you? It looks oh. sunny. You look like it looks sunshine is 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 just a, a lady in the room right now. I so I can see you're having a glorious day. The Shekinah <laughs> glory is just long. 
Um, well, I'm so excited. This has been a long time coming. Um, I had the uh, honor of being on your podcast uh, back over the summer, and it was so much fun. And you and I have just both kind of crossed paths many times mm. over the years. Um, and had, this was kind of this year was the first time we'd really had the chance to actually connect and and talk. Yeah. And um, you are just one of the kind of the originals in the industry of, you know, the kind of the social entrepreneurship space and all of that. You have interviewed some of the most incredible people. You have an incredible podcast, The Cause Artist, uh, social... It's, well, you, you, Cause Artist is your mm-hmm. brand. Um, mm-hmm. But then you've got, obviously, the podcast. You've got the, the website. You've got all these different things. Um, <laughs> so, Grant, let's dive right in. Let's give us the Grant 101. So, like, tell us who you are, what you do, how you got to where you are today. Yeah, I'm the founder of Cause Artist, which has been around for it'll be eight years in November. Yeah, so that's awesome. Uh, that's it's pretty it's pretty wild to think about. But like you kind of back in the day, quote unquote, you know, when we started, it, there wasn't that many sort of impact startups out there. And it was kind of just coming in the forefront of, of how to use business to sort of solve social issues. And my degree was in political science and digital media. So I, I wanted to try to find a way to blend sort of the research aspect with looking good, right? Like yeah. using digital media and graphics to, to kind of make, you know, historically maybe like boring pieces of content interesting. <laughs> and, you know, business has a way of kind of doing things in scaling the way that sort of traditionally nonprofits just can't do, right? So you kind of hit a wall in solving issues with, with sort of traditional nonprofits. So looking at the business world was really interesting. I thought it was really powerful of how business and brands and sort of this new revolution of founders looking at ways to, to solve, whether it's community issues locally or internationally, uh, issues at a global scale, how to use business to kind of maybe solve that. Yeah. And I just thought it was so interesting, so powerful. And, you know, it, it's just been amazing to see the industry graduate to, you know, traditionally, you know, bracelets, you know, maybe sort of knickknack items that we think of to some of the best items in the world, Yeah, you know, that you can, anything you can see on a shelf, there's going to be a, an ethical or sustainable alternative now that can compete with design and quality and, and price. So it's really been amazing to see the industry come from, you know, really not nothing, right. To, to yeah. now it's sort of at the, it's coming to the forefront of, of now, you know, capital allocators, people investing in, in these startups, but also consumers, right? I think it's been top of mind more and more as the years go by. Consumers want to understand more what they, what they buy. And I think that the food industry was sort of the first inkling of, of people wanting to know what they put in their body. Yeah, and, and that's always I, what I've said. Is it kind of like food was the gateway, the whole farm it, to table yeah. thing? Yeah. Yep. And now it's more, what are we putting on our bodies is is now I think the next phase of, of figuring out how we as consumers can, can, you know, solve issues and, and, you know, see the things we want to see in the world through, through our dollar is at this point, it's, it's probably more powerful than our vote, which is unfortunate, but it just sort of is what it is. So let's use it as such, you know? So that's kind of the, the background of what I wanted to to build cause artists on and just, you know, telling stories and kind of, you know, researching and covering the sector um, has been pretty fun and pretty wild. 
Yeah. I, you know, it's so funny that you say that because that is really so much of kind of the point that I've sort of illustrated to people over the years is like, do you guys remember how like, I mean, what year did you graduate college? College? Well, I didn't start college until I was 24 years old. Oh, okay. So, well, so I have a different path than, no, than that's most okay. people. That's okay. I mean, and, and you know, be, these days I'm like, you don't really need to go to college. I'm not going to tell my kids that, but yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you don't really no, need totally. to go to college yeah, to yeah, really yeah. be successful. Um, but like, I think back to like, uh, so I was in college from 2003 to 2007. And I think about like mm-hmm. then, I, I don't think I really would have even known what like, non-gmo is or like organic i mean i I, totally i don't know yeah it just wasn't even a search term you can search in google really no not at all and so that really i think that kind of began to become more prominent towards the end of college like 2007 2008 and then that was really Mm -hmm. i feel like when it was becoming more at the forefront of things and then certainly uh by like 2011 2012 is when i feel like i remember people really paying attention all of a sudden to you know because i think that the time that's like when you started to see a lot of the like monsanto controversies and i don't know the exact years of that stuff but i feel like that's like mm-hmm. you know there was a lot of controversy yeah. as to like what's in our food and and how's our food being raised and yada 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 and then it just kind of i think the natural progression was into our products and and then obviously you have the Rana Plaza complex uh, disaster mm-hmm. in 2013, which really yeah. began mm-hmm. that kind of um, evolution of kind of uh, educating people and waking people up to the realities of, of these things. Um, so you started Cause Artist eight years ago. At the time, was there a particular brand? Because I almost in mind, like thinking back to that time, I'm like, that was like Tom's was really big at the time. They yep. were really at the forefront of this um, buy one, give one model. And obviously like... Aubrey Parker had just just started yeah. to really gain some traction. Um, but I was, I was more into uh, sneakers back then. Oh, yeah. So I've been sort of, you know, sneaker had, you know, my whole, like a lot of my life. Uh, and so I would always look at like blogs and stuff around, like what's the new stuff coming out from, from a shoe standpoint. Right. And then I was like, it kept, it it was like, the model was cool as far as like the blog structure and just the, you could see when stuff was coming out, but I was like, there wasn't out there, there wasn't a platform out there kind of doing that within this area. Right. Like, okay, what are the new Toms coming out? Like, what are the new Aubrey Parkers coming out? And back then, like I said, there really wasn't that many brands. Yeah. So I really had to do some work. And back then it was like, who's launching on Kickstarter. Yeah. So I would look and like research, like who's coming up on Kickstarter and like, are there like conscious brands um, on Kickstarter or other sort of formats like that? So that's kind of early on where I would find products to kind of showcase or even founders to interview. So, you know, back then when I used to reach out to, to brands, like everybody would say yes, because like nobody was trying to interview them, right? Maybe it was like you, that was it. But like, no, but they're like, everybody was like, yes, of course. So like, it's been cool to see like some of those brands like go from, you know, a Kickstarter or a crowdfunding campaign, you know, years and years ago to now, you know, having full-fledged businesses, right? And having employees and and, and seeing that growth with them has been really, really interesting and really cool. So it was kind of from that, those sneaker blogging days where I was like, I want to do kind of that for impact, like accessories and fashion. And that's kind of where it started. And now it's really got into more like tech and and climate tech is big now, but 
a lot of how technology is going to, how can we create ethical technology, right. Or technology that can scale a lot of these impact things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been a maturation of, of as the sector grows, uh, so does the content, right. So does the people right. we interview. So it's, it's been really cool. Is there one brand or, you know, maybe founder in particular who you kind of connected with or interviewed sort of at the like start of their idea and then you've gotten to really see them grow and you're just like, man, I, t- I knew that guy win. Like, who, who yeah, was that? No, I think uh, there's a there's definitely a ton, but I would say like Bridget from Listen Headphones is, is a great example. Yeah. Hannah from Bang Shoes is a great example. Um, Haley from Maddie Apparel, which is the hoodie I have on there, you know, they, they are really, really fascinating to see their growth. They started out women's sort of lingerie. Yeah. Right. And so just one item underwear, buy one, give one underwear. Cause it's the most requested item in women's homeless shelters and domestic shelters mm-hmm. is underwear. And so they started with their buy one, give one there. But the thing that they did differently too, was they also trained and, uh, employed, the women within these shelters. So they gave them, you know, training and and job security while they're in this sort of transitional point in their life. So it was a really full ecosystem of the people who made it were sort of locally. And the give back model was to, to people in sort of their situations that were even worse off than they would. And they would go to Haiti and stuff and, and do, uh, and do drops for, for clean underwear and things like that. But now they've expanded to sleepwear and Leisure wear is this big, and now they had launched a men's line. So coming from one product, yeah. right, years ago, this one, you know, just one basic product for women has turned into full lines of of both men's and women's, um, and it all started from from a crowdfunding campaign, yeah. you know, years ago, and now they've expanded and they have a storefront, right? So it's like stuff like that is super is super amazing to see the growth and just like keep plowing through it, right? Is like you know this month you're going to lose money or like this thing happened. And now it's like, Oh, we have to close shop. No, because this thing happened and we can survive another month. And then all of a sudden it's five years later, you know, and you have really good revenue and you have a couple employees and it's just like, you found a good place. And that to me is, is so much impact in, in that small business sort of impact brand as well. Like you don't have to be doing 5 million in revenue to make an impact and have a good business. Right. Like, there's all kinds of different ways that we can define impact. So I I think that that's sort of important too, to remember. Yeah, absolutely. That that defining success is such a, um, I think an individual term because success for one person is going to look very different than success for another success for one business or brand is going to look different than success for another. So it's like, how do we define our own individual success? And uh, that actually leads me to a great transition. Um, and so we're switching up the format on the sh- on uh, this show. And so um, I we're kind of going to have these mini, I don't want to say workshops, maybe that's the term, but the kind of these mi- mini little segments um, within the show. Uh, where my guest that today, that's you, Grant, uh, gets to kind of just share some wisdom in a particular area. And uh, so we're going to transition to that real quick. Okay, so Grant, you are somebody who has built this incredible uh, media kind of, uh, I, I, I want to say media empire. I don't give you too much credit. I just kidding. <laughs> um, just say Say platform. Media say platform, but media <laughs> empire sounds better. Um, and do, yeah. you've really uh, found success in, you know, through something that you're really passionate about. 
I know that for a lot of people, this is something, especially in the day and age that we live in and with a pandemic and all these things. Mm. Um, a lot of people have, you know, either been laid off or, or, or let go from their jobs, or they are suddenly finding themselves in a place where they're like, you know what, life is too short. And, and maybe, maybe yeah. I can be successful doing something that I'm really passionate about. And um, I know that this is something that you uh, have, have some experience in. And um, so would you kind of share your wisdom for how does someone like if they're just like, how do I become successful doing something I'm passionate about? What would you uh, say to them? I would say the good news is, is that there's so much technology now to develop something that could scale really well with just yourself. So the one thing I would say is that like the technology stack and toolkits, whether it's an e-commerce store is what most people will probably like start with. But even if you're like a consultant, right? Or an advisor, like the technology nowadays to automate things is there for you, right? So the barrier to entry to start your own thing is very low now, yeah. right? I mean, if you have, you know, 50 bucks, a hundred bucks a month, you can literally probably run your whole business from, you know, a back office standpoint, so to speak, um, really, really well. So that's the good news is that it's not overwhelming. You don't have to have technical knowledge to really put something together, right? And, and get started very quickly. So that would be sort of the first thing. And the, the, the good news there is that. So I would start with sort of researching of what you want to build. So if it's e-commerce store, right? That's what I think most people might start with because they want to sell a product, merchandise, apparel, whatever it may be. E-commerce is something that you can scale very quickly with. So I would start the biggest thing. And then I see people had issues with early on was starting trying to start too big with too many products. I think the the Maddie point is really good because they started with a single product. So what are you passionate about? And then what do you want to see in the market that doesn't exist and make that one item mm. really, really well. Don't start with three or four things. Don't start with each product gives back to each individual nonprofit based on what you buy. Don't make it complicated. The best companies and brands that I've seen have started with one product. And I think you've seen this as well. Yeah, That is the best case scenario to start with. Leverage the technology that's simple to use, easy to get up. Start with a cause that you are feel passionate about. And you say, hey, I will dedicate my years of my life to this. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But you still enjoy the ride. Pick a cause that you want and then pick one single product that you can use that can deliver some sort of impact. And I would say start as simple as possible from there because one product can turn into an entire business. And then if you want to obviously add on more to that as you go down the line, you grow, that's great. But leverage the technology. There's a lot of free stuff out there. Use that to, to kick, to jumpstart what you're passionate about with, with one single North Star mission with one product and that's it. And just start from there. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I, you know, almost one of the <laughs> things that came immediately to mind was uh, the incredible ethical um, fashion brand Encircled. Um, mm -hmm. And Encircled started back in like 2012 or something like that with one product, with one product. And it was like just a solution that the founder had come up with. She, she traveled a lot and she was like looking to pack less. And so she created mm -hmm. this like 
convertible cardigan that you could wear as like a dress, a cardigan, a sweater, a <laughs> scarf. Like you could wear it like 18 different ways. And she literally kind of created it. Uh, she's like, she's like kind of selfishly because she was like, I traveled I so much. I wanted to use it, right? I, yeah. I it. yeah. Yeah. And so she was like, it came out of a, this need. And so, uh, and to the, to this day, that's still like one of their most popular and, and best-selling products. But obviously, they over the years ended up expanding their line and have, you know, women's workwear and, and leisure wear. But it's all uh, still under that umbrella of like, it's all still comfortable enough to travel in. Um, mm. And so like, I, you know, I have a couple of their pieces that I love so much that I can dress up really well uh, with, you know, a denim jacket or a blazer. But I yep. also like lounge around the house in like, because they're that kind of it's, it's the most unique things. I'm like, how do you make something that is so comfortable and feels like pajamas? And then I've worn on a 16 hour flight to Kenya. I've like literally wore her travel. Like it's like the work, uh, work sweatpant travel pants. I don't know. They're magic. Yeah. I wore them yeah. on a 16 hour flight to Kenya and felt so comfortable the whole time, but then have also worn them on like a girl's night out. So I'm like, how did you do this? Um, but it all started <laughs> with that one product and over the years, just innovating, innovating, innovating. And so I feel like that that's such a great example of what you were saying of just like finding this one thing and then also being willing to say, you know what, we're just going to stick with this one product and we're just going to just kill it with this yes. one product. You know, Root Collective with shoes, like, yes, they have innovated into new styles of shoes, but at their core, they make <laughs> shoes. And so, yeah. um, you know, and I, I, st I spoke with a founder today that, you know, he was he's Bill, he's a non-technical you know, founder and he's building an app, right? So a very technical, like mobile yeah. app around, you know, sustainable conscious consumerism and, and and our purchasing power and things like that. So a really, really amazing thing. But he was like, he's like, I'm building it because I want to use it. There's yeah. nothing like this on the market. And this is what I want to do. And I was like, that's a great place to be at. Like I built Causars because I wanted to, you know, back then there wasn't really many things yeah. out there, right? So I was like, I want this. So I'm going to build it for me. So that's also a good place to start is like, build something that you want to use, build it for you. And then if you build it, they will come, right? Yes. Build the dreams type of thing. If you want it, there's a good chance that other people want the same thing. So again, starting from a very simplistic point of view of what do I want to do? What do I want to spend my time on that will help me start there? And then you'll be very surprised you see who's willing to help you out, right? With certain things and ask questions and get people involved. Like people will allocate their time and give you their time and energy and, and even perhaps talent and skills to help you build yeah. what you're truly passionate about because people gravitate toward passionate people that want to build something really interesting. Yeah. I know the other thing for you, especially uh, in today's day and age where there's just, there's a lot of noise online and and that's not necessarily a bad thing but also can be a frustrating thing and anytime you are building a media platform like you're gonna in you know you're gonna encounter hurdles and um, mm. podcasting is hard content creation is hard and the work you do is hard and sometimes people will think oh that's cute you have a little website a little podcast it's not it's not just precious um and but the reality is is like it's a lot of hard work and it's a lot of consistency it's a lot of um continuing to show up and i know that one of your yeah. uh kind of pillars is talking about consistency being the king to success and um what has that looked like practically for you and for somebody who really 
is listening and is feeling like they just want to give up and they're just like, I can't, I can't, I'm, I've been hitting so many hurdles and my business has been hit with the pandemic or whatever it is. Like, what is it that it has practically been helpful for you over the years? I think it goes back to what we talked a little bit before is, is passion. You know, that always helps. If you love what you're doing, you really like it and enjoy it. Those tough times, you know, will come and go. So even though it's in a, it's a very much an emotional roller coaster, yeah. those times come and go. And and I think I've under I've started to realize and understand that that is a temporary state of being, right? Mm-hmm. Is that is that state of like, you know, I just want to, you know, sell it or end it or just shut it down and kind of move on to the next thing. I've had that experience like literally days away from like shutting it down and kind of moving on to the next thing. And an email would pop in my inbox, right? Um, that was like, like, damn, this is amazing. Like, I can't, I need to to interview you, right? Or spotlight you because you're doing something incredible. Or somebody would email me and and you know say something good or, or something like that. So those little things that that people, you know, those thankful pieces, just little things like that. Yeah. Like, never be afraid to send that stuff because that stuff means like the world to me, right? And and probably you and others out there, when you create something and you're producing something and you're taking time and you're consistent, knowing that people like it and like it's a source for like happiness and joy in their life in some small way is all is a big deal, mm-hmm. you know? So that being consistent in obviously producing content, being there sort of for people when, when they need you or they want the platform to help them in some way, I, I like utilizing it in that way as well. But it's knowing that the hard and tough days are going to come and go, you know, just like the weather, you know, the rain doesn't last forever and the sun's going to come out and knowing and understanding that now is it feels much better knowing that you had the passion on your side and then like you want to do this, you know, you want this to be your life's work like that's a big deal. So, you know, take the long view approach I do and a lot of people will start companies to to get acquired, right? And you start a company to do something, right? But people also start companies and brands because they want it to be what they are known for, right? They want to put their life's work in something. And so this is mine. And so I, knowing that internally, that like, gives me the drive and sort of the comfort of yeah. getting through the downtimes. Oh, that's so good. You know, and I, I'd always go like when you talk about things like that and that just importance and consistency and showing up and, and not throwing in the towel when it gets hard and having that long view. Like I always love to talk about the stories of people who we view as like these quote overnight successes. But then when you learn about their stories, you're just like, oh, oh, that guy actually like, like worked at this for a really long time. Like I think about uh, like JK Rowling, like she Mm. was denied by what is it like 15 publishers and they were like nobody no kids are going to read a story about wizards um and she's cackling all the way to the bank now um and so you know and it was it took her years of of rejection i think about the guy who wrote and created the queen's gambit on netflix Mm. i read something that said that he worked on that script and was pitching it for nearly 20 years. Unreal. 20 years he was working on that 
piece. And, uh, and then obviously it became the massive success that it was, uh, Morgan Freeman didn't star in his first like major motion picture till he was like 52. Um, and now he's like, you know, Morgan freaking Freeman. So, um, (laughs) there's so many examples of people who kept at it and they had this passion within them and they did not give up and they, they saw the long view. They saw it as planting these seeds and they didn't know when those, they were going to be able to harvest those seeds. But, um, man, that's so good. That's so wise. Is there anything that you, anything else that you would kind of just, especially knowing sort of the atmosphere that we're living in right now, um, any kind of like last pieces of wisdom, um, that you would want to impart? I would just say, again, going back to sort of the technology part, I think edgy and the power of what we have at our disposal, like, yeah, to me, I'm always learning like education and, and learning about how to do different things, how I don't want to depend on pu- other people to get stuff done. Yeah. So I think constantly, constantly learning about what's out there that make you, that can make you more efficient to me is what I, I, I try to work at a lot. <laughs> if there's something new out there, I try to learn it pretty fast and try to sprinkle it in the workflow in, in some way. And so always be learning, I think is, is so valuable for us as humans. And, and so now more than ever with exactly with the, with the pace of technology that's moving, but even if it's just reading, right? Like education comes in a lot of different forms or listening, right? I've become a podcast head myself. So like it's listening, reading, watching, there's so many different ways to learn, in more hours of the day than ever before. So I think we should all take advantage of that. And just how we, you know, put certain food in our bodies, uh, put certain things on our bodies. Also what we intake as content Mm -hmm. is also could be nutritious, right. For our, for our brain and our psyche and our, our mental health. So, you know, education to me is, is such a powerful thing that we, most people have access to now and like ever before, and it's getting better every single day The access to get better in life is pretty important. Yeah. Uh, so I think we should not take that for granted, you know, being in the, in sort of the, the modern world where we have access to, to high-speed internet, like don't take that for granted. You yeah. know, that's a, that's a big deal. You know, a lot of the world does not have that. Man, so there's a lot I could say about that, but <laughs> It's time to go on to the next segment, but that was so good. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to have you back on the show just so we can talk entirely about that because yeah, I have lots sure. of I have lots of thoughts, um, <laughs> yeah. as I do most things. Um, okay, now we're gonna transition to story time. It's story time. I need somebody to like make a little zinger for this, like a little that's just like has maybe some lullaby music, like beaming ming. <laughs> it is story time. Um, so uh, I love I think stories. That was it right there. What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, there was, you go. Just did it. Clip that. Yeah, clip that. There it is. There it is. We did it. Okay. Uh, so I love stories. Um, I was a creative writing major in college. Uh, my mom was an uh, author. I love stories. My kids love stories. We all love stories. Um, and I think in general, we just, as human beings, we are wired to connect to story. Um, and, uh, so we have a story that you're going to share, um, about your friend Trinity. So tell us, uh, this story about your friend Trinity. Oh man. He's, uh, he's one of the most inspiring people I've ever, I've never met in a person just because everything happening with COVID and lives halfway around the world and, and all this other stuff, but he is, he's doing some incredible stuff. And again, this kind of goes back to what does impact look like, 
right? There's a bunch of different things that that happens and we can say impact is this, impact is that. I think impact is whatever you want it to be that really, you know, impacts a person's life. It doesn't have, you know, don't ever let anybody tell you that impact is is decided one way or another. There's yep. certain degrees of it. it it's it, it's all relative to to who you're talking to. But he, you know, he grew up in in the slums of Uganda, right? And and so like his we're talking about access, right? Is a bit different. You know, so he he tells me his story and then I want to kind of reverberate it to, to the world because what he's doing is so great. And he was living on the streets and he sort of was was saved by this group. And and he said, I'll never forget the day that they handed me a laptop, you know. And, and so he's like, I was just a, you know, a poor street kid that had nothing. And somebody gave me a laptop and it opened my eyes to everything and to the world. Right. And so my, it really got to me because like technology has really changed my life and it changed a, a lot of people's lives, the opportunity, the access to things that it brings. And so he, that just changed his entire life. He, he did what we just talked about. He educated himself. He learned all kinds of stuff. He taught himself to speak English, right? Like everything you could think of just through this one piece of equipment changed his entire trajectory of his life. And so now what he has done through his love for technology is now he is training, taking kids out the slums of Uganda and building a tech hub right in the middle of this impoverished area and training the next generation of, you know, African sort of tech heads, right? Like we, we think of, of, of China and America, but like Africa is like the fastest growing yeah. place in the world for skilled talent. Um, and, and just young individuals using what they have, their ability through technology to build companies, to create access for them and their family through, through the skills that they are generating. And what Trinity is doing is building this, you know, business model, right? Where he has a nonprofit, where he, he trains, you know, the kids that want to come in and they find out what they're good at, right? So maybe, te- maybe like JavaScript is not for them, right? Or a WordPress developer or graphic design is not for them. Maybe they you know, want to be a makeup artist or something like that. So uses the nonprofit to sort of give individuals the ability to find out what they want to do. And if it is tech, then he hires them through his business where they do, you know, web design and graphic design for clients all around the world, right? So you have this amazing ability to lift people up out of poverty through job creation, through technology. And so that to me is how you change generations, is is through the ability of not just like jobs, but like careers. Everybody wants to create jobs and all this, you know, jobs, jobs, jobs. But at some point, we got to create careers because that is very that that's longevity. That changes a generation. That means when the economy is up and down, careers a lot of times those have staying power, and they don't just go by the wayside where you can just be sort of fired or let go based on economic times. So. He is building this ecosystem of training, using technology, hiring tech talent, creating tech talent, and then distributing that across the world to, to partners from the United States, to the UK, to other parts of Africa, to other parts of Europe, around the world. There's this hub in Uganda that is like amazing doing all this stuff, right? And like, they still have to deal with like all kinds of problems. Cause then when they get hit by COVID, like he has to deal with all this different stuff. Cause they don't have the same type of vaccine support or same type of even hospitals built. Right. So like he has to deal with that all while, you know, dealing with the nonprofit and keeping the business afloat. Right. So like 
his issues and his, his hurdles are, are much more difficult, but like his passion and his drive for wanting to basically like change his country through business, not charity. He always expresses that. So he's like, we don't want charity. <laughs> we want the, op- we just want opportunity. You know, we just want access to compete in markets and, 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 and be, and be effective at that. So like, to me, I always try to, to tell his story and, and express what he's doing there, because I truly believe what he is doing is, you know, you could, you can absolutely say it's changing the world, you know, it's changing lives there and it's going to change generational lives. So I always try to, whenever I have time to speak, or the opportunity to do so, I, I try to to excel in what he's doing and, and express, you know, my thoughts to him. And, and he's so funny. I'm sure he'll he'll hear this and he'll he'll comment to me. So, but I always try to just do that because I, I believe in so wholeheartedly what he's doing. That is amazing. And you said something that was a light bulb moment for me that I have never, until this very day, Grant, uh, thought about. And I'm going to be thinking about this a lot and almost like rephrase, like this is the kind of phrase that is so small and you may have just said it and and not even thought about it, but this might like completely shift the way I think about things is the difference between job creation and career creation. I have mm-hmm. never thought about that before um, consciously. And because I am, I'm such a huge advocate for job creation. I believe that jobs can change generations. I believe that giving people access to jobs is at the root of, uh, you know, people at at the root of poverty, at the root of human trafficking, at the root of drug trafficking, at the root of all these things. Like a lot of times it's a lack of access to a job. Mm -hmm. And I think it's actually a lack of access to a career. Mm-hmm. And I've never thought about that. And my mind is completely blown. Um, so uh, thank you for like blowing up my mindset on something. And enti- like, I'm just like, wow, how, how do we create careers instead of just jobs? Um, that is so good. That's so powerful. I don't know if that struck a chord with anybody else, but it just, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be thinking about this the rest of the day. I just had never thought about it in those terms before. That's so good. Uh, Grant, I knew that this was going to be awesome because you are awesome. Um, okay. So before we get, we transition to the get to know you round, uh, how can people connect with you? Uh, tell us your website, your podcast, all the things, because people are going to want more Grant. Just at cause artist everywhere. Yeah. Uh, the handle is the same everywhere. Uh, for podcasts, you can just type in that. Um, and we have a couple. So Disruptors for Good is the one that it's kind of the main one. And then Investing in Impact is the other one where I sort of talk to, like I said before, the capital allocators of all this, like who's funding and investing in these startups is to me very, very important. Um, so Disruptors for Good is kind of talking to the founders and, and kind of w- who's building the companies and the other podcasts is around who's funding them right? How people get access to funding to, to build what they want to build. So those are two sort of the things that I focus on. But at the end of the day, it's just at Cause Artist everywhere. And then causeartist.com, of course. But any Cause Artist on any platform, that's what it is. Awesome. All right, Grant, this is the portion of the show where we just get to ask some fun, get to know you questions. So Grant, are you ready for the get to know you round? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> you will be. Um, okay. Uh, what is currently on your most played playlist on Spotify? Oh, goodness. That's a good one. Lo-fi music has oh. really taken me by storm. Yeah? <laughs> it's uh, So anything lo-fi. So lo-fi work is probably the playlist that I go to the best right now. Okay. Because uh, it gets you locked in. If and somebody kind of just... If somebody doesn't know what lo-fi is, and by that somebody, I mean... 
Yeah, so lo-fi is basically <laughs> like uh, it's raises hands. It's very chill acoustics. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I like so it's that. no words. So there's no words. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. I listen to I modern know. classical, if you will. Okay, so I love. Um, so when I work, I listen to like work slash focus music. I actually, maybe this is weird. I've shared this before. I think on Instagram. I love listening to movie and television scores. Um, that's it's like a huge, that's uh-huh. like what I listen to when I work and focus mm-hmm. is movie and television scores. And so I have this like whole playlist of just the like background score music from movies and TV shows. But there are, there's that's one great. particular movie that every time the score from that movie comes on, I legitimately start to tear up. And then there's one See, particular that's why I couldn't do it. TV that's why show I couldn't do it. that as soon as the music starts to play, I love, but see, I love them so much that I can't remove them from my playlist. But every time I get really nostalgic and do you want to know what they are? Okay. So number one is, the Lion For- King. is Forrest Gump actually. <laughs> Is right. Forrest Gump. That's a great one. Like no, the, that is a great one. I legitimately like, like I go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but so see, I, then you have to stop work though, right? I know. Like you have to stop. And it's like. Uh... But it's so good. I can't remove it. And then <laughs> this is, maybe this is embarrassing. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Maybe somebody who was as big of a sh- fan of this show as I was will understand like why I love this, the, the entire score from this show and that's lost um oh yeah oh my gosh the score from lost is so good but then anytime like any form of the uh life and death music uh comes on like again lost fans will know exactly what i'm talking about i go we have to go back we have to go back (laughs) um it's one of my favorite shows of all time i love lost so much okay Moving on. Sneaky one would be Book of Eli. Oh, yes. I Great love score. that movie. That Look, is very I, good scores in that movie. I think that is one of Denzel's most underrated. Very much. Still my movies. top top three Denzel movies. For so sure. freaking good. Okay. Okay. We're moving on. We're moving on. Okay. Uh, question number two. What is something that I would never guess about you? Mm. Do you have any like um, hidden talents? I'm not like really egregiously, like nastily double jointed in my fingers. And like, so like, it's kind of, I do like these real, like red knuckle things with it. Ah! Like I could hit, you could like, I have like these really weird things. I know. I know. So that's a weird thing for video stuff. Uh, But, uh, but yeah, my wife, my wife always hates when I do that stuff. So that's pretty funny. Um, Yeah. So I I don't know. I, I think that, that that would be the one thing I said I could I could say I don't I don't no, know any other was like weird things it totally counts that counts okay it counts. yeah <laughs> it totally counts um, okay what is the best vacation you've ever taken great question very difficult though um I went to St Martin for my honeymoon and that was Ooh. amazing that was really 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 nice so I, I I would say that for just for like memorable reasons and it was like beautiful that that's a really really good one um but maui is also a great great place i really really love going i've went there a couple of times and that's been a really anywhere with a beach really if you can see the trend here yeah um, yeah we um we went to maui cool. uh back in august and uh we loved it we were on more the i guess west western part of the island and mm-hmm. um like the lahaina kanapali yeah. uh, yeah, we yeah, stayed yeah. in um 
gosh, where was it? The Kalapu, uh, I don't know. It was began with a K. Kapalua. Kapalua. Uh, that's it. That's okay. where we stayed. Um, yeah, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. So even in COVID times when like a lot of stuff was not the same, it was still beautiful. So um, yeah. now I know you recently, like within the last year, moved to Amsterdam. So, mm-hmm. you know, when somebody decides that they want to travel to Amsterdam, like what's a pro tip about something to do in Amsterdam? The greatest pro tip of all time is download Google Translate. Oh, yes. Uh, because Dutch is very difficult to learn, read, or <laughs> like listen to or speak. So Google Translate has like the camera thing. So basically you just have to put the camera yes. up to words and it translates it through that. So that, I don't know how that works. It's like witchcraft. It's amazing. Immense game changer. Like, so that, that would be the one thing I would say, honestly, any travel, like that little thing is so great because we went to Belgium, we went to France, we've been to like Spain and everywhere we go, like the Google Translate, like video thing is just like unparalleled it's like the greatest utility of all time so that's a good one random question do you watch ted lasso like the rest of course of the world yes uh oh, okay yeah. so one of my favorite scenes in i think it's in season two but i could be wrong um, the dutchman they have a dutchman the dutchman, dutchman. Yeah. and then um and then sam obasanya he's like he is not being rude he is just being <laughs> he's, dutch. he's not being rude he's just being dutch very very <laughs> is that, great is it so true is it so true i love like, yeah he's not yes. being rude the, he's just being dutch like <laughs> the the dutch it's it's perfect we, we my wife started dying laughing because like it's so true it's like they're like the nicest people ever but it's like also like not coming from that culture it can be they have like, no filter delivered the wrong way you know, yeah, it's yeah. like, but like, it, it's so true. So that's a great, great point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They killed it with that. Yeah. He's not being rude. He's just being, nice. uh, oh, so good. Okay. Um, and then my last question is Grant, what does it mean to you to run a business with purpose? I don't know. I think it just, uh, I think it, it means more to me when other people get more out of it. I think that's really the, the really cool thing about this is that I get to uplift and spotlight, like, so many people doing really cool and creative things yeah all around the world so i think you know for me it's it's kind of selfish in that like i get to talk to all these people and i get to sort of intake all their like positive yeah. energy yeah. and like all the good things that they do in the world like it, it it it's it's a it's just great mentally for me to have those conversations and in your life and in my life. And and so like, that's sort of what drives me and, and to see what other people are doing, it motivates me to kind of try to keep doing things interesting that always have some thought behind them and some compassion and humbleness behind them. Because I think at the end of the day, you know, making money is, is great, right? Like it is what it is. It's, it, it is what sort of moves us and allows us to do um, certain things, but I have turned down more money than I've made because it just didn't, it's like, what's the point if you don't feel good about it, then, then, uh, you know, then, then again, like, what, what are we doing here? So, so being able to, to make those decisions have, have really, you know, made me have the ability to kind of, you know, talk to talk sometimes in, in a real way where, you know, I don't, I can do what I, I want to do and feel good about doing it because it comes from a place where I think is, is, is humble and gracious and comes from a place of 
of what I think, it, you know, should be that I want to extend to the world. So just driving that, you know, force every day and trying to do good by the platform and good by the people that, you know, we talk about, I think just extending, you know, that education, that discovery to people, like that's a, that's giving away like a lot, like that's my donation to to the world in a lot of ways. Yeah. Right. That's how I look at it is that, is that that's what you can give away. So like, I, I try to focus just like you do, try to give a little bit of voice to, you know, awesome things in the world. I think that has karmatic value as well. So, you know, I just try to do that and keep, keep grinding and stay focused on, you know, the bigger picture. Yeah. Oh man, that's so good. Grant, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for coming on the show, for sharing your wisdom, for sharing uh, story time with us, uh, for laughing along the way, and just uh, for the work that you have done uh, for the past eight plus years and how you have just brought so much energy and uh, voice to this industry. And um, you've played such a huge role in the growth of it. So thank you so much for everything that you do. Thank you as well. Friend, I would love to know what you loved about this episode or something that you learned. Find me on social media. I'm at Still Being Molly or at Business with Purpose Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to use that hashtag Business with Purpose Podcast when you're sharing the show with a friend. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If you are a first time listener of the show, welcome. Be sure to check out the archives for past shows featuring so many incredible entrepreneurs, business owners, community leaders who are changing the world. If you are a regular listener of the show, thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for tuning in week in and week out. Be sure to head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Radio Public, Overcast, Stitcher, basically wherever you get your podcasts, click that subscribe or follow button. To click that button means you will never miss a new episode of the show. And while you're there, would you take a moment to just leave a review? Would you take a moment to maybe share one of your favorite episodes with a friend? Leaving a review, sharing the show with a friend, It is totally free for you. And it is the biggest help for me in the entire world. You have no idea how much I appreciate it. It just also helps me to know what you're liking and how the show is impacting you. As always, this show is produced by the incredible team at Third Wheel Media. Thank you so much for listening. Now go do something good with purpose on purpose.